Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are y'all today? Alright, so uh, my webcam set up. Wanted to have the writing pad and the between two screens, uh, but unfortunately the <laughs> the surface doesn't have enough resources, so the the previous streaming have uh, the writing. So uh, okay, uh, today So uh, this have uh, well, it wasn't really a question. It was just uh, a request to share on this uh, practice. Yeah, the practice that is done by done in the Buddhist tradition. Uh, let me see. Last week. Last week. Yeah. Uh, as I recall, it is on sharing merits. Yeah. So, uh, usually at the end of the uh, practice, yeah, like let's say after SGC, uh, after the, uh, let's say, uh, a retreat, after a puja, then we'll do sharing of merits or dedication of merits. In Chinese, let me just write down, let me try down in Chinese, uh, in Chinese is known as Hui Xiang. Uh, Hui Xiang. So, uh, today uh, I will share a bit on what Hui Xiang is or sharing of merits is and some of the so what, what is the, what are the implications and of questions. Uh, you can also ask your questions while I am sharing. Uh, so, uh, after that, uh, reply to your questions. Mm. <laughs> Singaporeans tend to not ask questions. <laughs> uh, 
Yes. So, personally, uh, the, the, the terms to it can be sharing merits, can be dedication of merits. Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, what is um, considered merits? Yeah. What is considered merits? Usually we say Hui Xiang Gong De Gong De Get the Chinese writing hmm. How do I activate Chinese? join in. Um, I noticed that there may be some because this is online, so there may be some who actually don't really understand Mandarin uh, English. Uh also cannot hear properly. Uh oh. Then how? Okay, Ting the Dama. Can you all hear me? I'll just continue. Uh. So if you all cannot hear, you all must uh, highlight to me. So, uh, merits. Mm. So what is merits? Otherwise, I'll have to reconnect again. Yeah. And, uh, uh, my late teacher, uh, he explained, 功德, so our our cultivation of wholesome practices. So the the is the result, the virtue, the the you know the, the results yeah, after the cultivation. 
so together um, it is based on value yeah uh, value to ourselves value to others uh, so um, usually we say <laughs> yeah usually we say <laughs> so but these two very closely tied you know, very closely tied so when we say um, I've, I've mentioned before uh, about this topic uh, so first of all the in order to Just have no marriage and to share marriage. Yeah. So, so, the, so, the, yeah. so uh, in order to do that, uh, then we say we do some wholesome culture. Uh, so, in order to you need to have the gongda. Yeah. Uh, so, then what are the practices? Uh, we can do the practices such as. Uh, uh, or we can still we can practice the three uh, the three practices uh, sila samadhi panya yeah, the practice of morality the precepts practice the uh, of quietude yeah, samadhi we can practice uh, the development of wisdom yeah. then we can do dedication we can also practice starting from giving uh, uh, and then Anytime you do wholesome practices, we can. Uh, so, um, pretty straightforward. Uh, if we look at the dedication verse that we recited earlier, uh, uh, sharing marriage. Earlier, we do the puja. Yeah, we may do the puja. Uh, page 14 with the sharing merits so over here may the merit gain in my acting thus uh, so there must be some action that has merits mm. um, alleviate the suffering of all beings so it is having this wish that may this uh, may the results of our cultivation alleviate the, the suffering of yeah not just our friends, not just not uh, not people that we like, uh, just not just people we like, but all beings. Yeah, alleviate their suffering. Mm. Then uh, beyond that, my personality throughout my existences, my possessions and my merit in all three ways. Yeah. So basically, our our existence itself also dedicate. And that which we possess also dedicate. Wow, this is actually quite higher. And then the results of our action also dedicate. Yeah. Actually, th this this dedication that we recite is uh is very meaningful. Yeah. Um, 
when we do dedication, we usually tend to think of dedicating something, some positive energy or something positive to others. Uh, but here, dedicating ourselves. Huh? Dedicating ourselves and whatever we possess, including our merit. Yeah, that means the results of our action yeah, to the alleviation of all suffering. And attitude do we have? I give up without regard to myself for the benefit of all beings. Yeah. So to to uh, to, to think about how uh, if we have a consideration for ourselves, that means there's attachment to the ego. Yeah. Attachment to the self. Then maybe we give give things that we don't consider to be part of us. Can we can give it away? We can dedicate to the well-being of others, but things that is close to our heart, or oh, this one cannot. Now here, we must go beyond that. Yeah, we must go beyond attachment to ourself, attachment to our possessions, and even to the point of attachment to our merits. Yeah, very very beautiful dedication here. Uh, the next part of the verse is actually the the traditional. Anomo Dana, yeah, uh, which is the common dedication that is recited in the Theravadan tradition, and it's basically uh, the gist of it is inviting beings, yeah, to come and rejoice in whatever good that we have done, yeah, to invite them to come and rejoice in it. Uh, so, um, so this is where. When we say dedication of merits, there are a few levels of it we can consider. One level is, uh, let's consider the, the usual idea that people have. Okay, The usual idea is, we do something good and then we give it to others. Uh, similar to what we have discussed earlier. So, you go and do a lot of charity and then you dedicate the results to that person. Or you transference of merits. Now sometimes we use the term transference of merits. So it's as though you can do something wholesome and then transfer the results to that person. That means you don't get results. That person gets results. That we can and others get it. Actually, uh, may not be very accurate. Actually, many, many classes, uh, including uh, during some uh, Dhamma talk, uh, puja, or the, the, the retreat at the Buddhist year as well. Um, so the thing is, sometimes 
uh, for some people when you tell them that it's not like that they cannot understand uh. <laughs> yeah uh, but I want you to think about something very very straightforward uh, the Buddha has a lot of merits right so the Bodhisattvas and the aunts also have a lot of merits right so if it can be transferred yeah, without any involvement the recipient part then the Buddha should just you know transfer all like maybe not all maybe 90% of his merits he transfer to all and because of that act he would gain even more merits and then he can just continue transferring in that case then he shouldn't have to teach us how to cultivate merits isn't it yeah make sense yeah. so um, rightly speaking the we, we cannot technically transfer merits directly yeah application of merits is more that we we dedicate in other words we say we determine how to use this merit so when we say we dedicate this merit to all sentient beings or to this loved one or that loved one or so on we are saying when this merit ripen we're going to use it in this way to benefit so and so or this group of beings or all sentient beings yeah so the, the way i understand it is it's more like you know you go to work you get pay right and then before you get your pay you think ah, ah first month uh, with my first month I want to uh, parents out for dinner so parents don't go to yeah but you first to get the pay yeah but you use the pay to benefit your parents yeah? mm. uh, but can your parents benefit uh, that's a big question <laughs> so you want to buy them dinner they don't like or you are vegetarian they are non-vegetarian so when you buy dinner they are not happy also so they cannot benefit from the marriage also uh. so um, another type of um, so dedication of marriage this one where it's like putting a post-it note yeah uh, when you plant a seed then you put a post-it note so that when you write the post-it note come together and then it's a mental determination uh. so it's a mental post-it note yeah and when it ripen uh, then you have that uh, what you call that you can call it impulse you can say you have that inclination to go and use it in this way it depends on whether you ultimately fulfill it. Uh, but planting that seed plants that inclination. That inclination. Um, but another level is uh, the, the rejoicing of merits. Uh, so we invite beings to rejoice in what we have done. So we can call 
all this instrument of merits. <laughs> yeah. They are on their own. Anyone else getting intermittent audio? Seems like the audio is intermittent today. Huh? Yeah, the difference is I'm using uh, a to do the recording. Uh, previously, I was using a handphone, so uh, seems like the handphone, you know, is more optimized. Okay, I'm going to restart. Okay. Okay, so we are back. Is this better? Now seems great. Way better. Ah, okay. So I, <laughs> I guess the, the handphone is just the whole thing is just more optimized. On the, well, mine is a very old surface. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know how much you all managed to get. Uh, in the earlier stream but uh, basically we were discussing on the sharing of merits yeah so the first level is that we when we do something wholesome and then we make a determination to use it in a certain way to benefit others <coughs> second way is after we have done something wholesome we invite others to rejoice in the uh, in the meritorious deeds and by doing that, their rejoicing generates merits on their own. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's that's the that's what dedication of merits is. Um, and then previous just now, I also went through the the text that we go through. Yeah, the uh, dedication of merits. Um, in the in the various traditions, there are different verses as well uh, that we use for dedication of merits. So, for example, we um, the one that we usually recite at the end, "愿消三障诸烦恼，愿得智慧真明了，普愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道." So, uh, that is uh, also dedication of merits. Yeah. Um, so the the opening verse Yuan Xiao San Zhang Chu Fan Now that's an implicit uh, reference to the merits. So with the practices that we have done, then what do we want to do with it? Yuan Xiao San Zhang Chu Fan Now that we wish to uh, dedicate the merits to the eradication of the three uh, three types of obstacles or the various uh, defilements so this san zhang the the three obstacles zhang ai the three kinds of obstructions or obstacles um, in the Tsubei dao chang sui chan commonly known as the water repentance sui chan um, in the xu, xu wen the, there's a verse yu uh, mie san zhang zhe so in the in the preface verse yeah for the water repentance we talk about how um, 
uh, our cyclical existence throughout samsara uh, is wrought with all kinds of sufferings yeah so but all this can be categorized into three types the first is uh fan now second is uh ye then third is uh yi shu or guo bao yeah so the first one uh fan now the defilements so it refers to how our uh, being unenlightened we are motivated we are clouded by defilements uh, greed hatred delusion being the three primary yeah so tan chen shi uh fan nao gen ben fan nao tan chen shi man yi er jian so liu liu gen ben so there's a three roots of evil and then the six three primary or six primary and a variety of secondary defilements so uh this is the first category so when defilements arise then we suffer second category is driven by defilements then we act act in unwholesome ways oh yeah yeah so we act in all kinds of unwholesome ways and through this we suffer then uh the third is when the actions ripen into results oh ripen into results then there's suffering also now and all these three categories yeah so all these three categories can obstruct us obstruct us from uh learning and cultivating wholesome uh dharma you know? uh the lower being the cultivation of what we call ren tian san fa so the cultivation of uh fa yuan fa si qi xiang so i just see fa yuan fa si uh, come online uh, so yeah uh, so that's the first category so that means uh, the practice of the five uh, the taking of refuge uh, then uh, practice of the five precepts and ten wholesome deeds uh, this leads to human and rebirth results uh, heavenly results or guan ru fa si ji xiang so these two what we call ren tian san fa uh, and earlier pu zhen fa si uh, so uh, if we are overcome by the three categories earlier that we mentioned so we have the uh, fan nao ye hai you guo bao yeah these three categories can obstruct us uh that's the first level Sec- the next level is chu shi jian so ren tian san fa will be can be obstructed but even higher of course that will be obstructed also meaning that uh the cultivation of jie ding hui yeah what we mentioned earlier uh sila samadhi and panya yeah leading all the way up to si chan ba ding and beyond yeah even attainment of enlightenment yeah so these three categories yeah uh nao ye guo bao also known as uh huo ye ku yeah these three can obstruct us to cultivate the ren tian san fa hai chu shi jian fa and hence ming wei zhang oh 
So when we recite the opening verse, Yuan Xiao San Zhang uh, is referring to uh, that we, we have done wholesome deeds and now we want to dedicate it to eradication of these three categories yeah, that can obstruct us. Yeah. In other words, we want to dedicate it to removing of our defilements, of our clouded state, and to, so that we don't do stupid things again. Uh. Yeah, and we don't get reborn in, in realms that is un, unconducive for us to learn and practice the wholesome Dharma. Uh, the, the, the each of these verses itself can be a very long talk, uh. so I'm just go, going to go through in brief, and you all can ask questions. Okay, so you uh, and that with these merits, uh, may we, uh, uh, may we uh, aspire or, or vow to eradicate um, all the obstructions, uh, all the three obstructions or obstacles the defilements. Uh, so this is in a way more towards ourselves. So the first category is just dedicating the merits. Second category uh, with the merits we want to not just do eradication but cultivate wisdom. Yeah? Because when we have wisdom then we can truly uh, put an end to the defilements. Defilements arise, you stop it. But if you have wisdom, then defilements don't arise at all. Uh, that's that's a long-term goal. Uh, so first category, then second, second verse, first verse, second verse. Uh, then may, may we aspire to, uh, to attain to the wisdom that is, uh, that is clear and penetrating. Uh, so this first two verse, in a way, is still more directed to ourselves than the third and fourth verse. Third verse, Puyuan Zui Zhang Si Xiao Chu. Yeah, we not just to ourselves. Puyuan Zui Zhang Si Xiao Chu. We can say that that this extends to all sentient beings. That may we universally uh, seek to eradicate all obstacles. Uh, and unwholesome deeds. Yeah. Not just towards ourselves but universally. Yeah. And then uh, so if you compare the first level, just stopping as it is, then a second verse to cultivate wisdom so that we remove the roots. And then the third line not just for ourselves, but also to seek to help others to do that. Not so easy. Uh. Becoming harder and harder. <laughs> then the fourth verse, 世世常行菩萨道 yeah. So, the, the practices above is known as uh, what a Bodhisattva would do. Uh. So, do you do it just for one day, one month, one year, or one life? No life after life. You dedicate yourself to doing this life after life. Purifying yourself, purifying your body, speech and mind, purifying uh, the, your practices yeah, leading up to perfect enli enlightenment and then seeking the purification of sentient beings also. And to do this life after life, life after life. Mm. Yeah. Now, so this is one of the 
common dedication we use in the Chinese Mahana tradition. Um, similar verses are also found in other traditions. Some students ask me, so which verse should we use? Yeah, some students think, oh, uh, should we use this particular dedication or that the particular dedication? Um, I think they are all good. I'm not trying to be politically correct, uh, but I really feel that way. Uh, because over the years, since my my teens, or even since my uh, since when I was a child, I've learned a lot of different types of dedication. Like even for Chinese Mahayana, there are at least three types that I know of, or four types. The other type that is quite common is so this is usually um, uh, common in the Pure Land tradition. Yeah. And then there's another one. Now if you compare all the different dedication, uh, they are all similar in some ways, yeah. It always starts off with self-purification, yeah, and then seeking the same for others. Yeah, li li ta. Oh. Uh, it, it is never, um, how do I put it? In the Buddhist tradition, when we do dedication, it is not simply, oh, you all don't have to do anything. I come and do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't have to do it. You all go and do it. No. Yeah, it's always we do it first. Yeah, we purify ourselves first. We uh, solve our problem first. Then we help others show them how to solve their problem. Yeah. So, 自利利他. Yeah, benefit oneself, then others. Yeah. Uh, so, this is uh, the sharing of merits. Um, Okay, today was has been quite interesting. <laughs> so I've been wanting to do a, a, a trial, a, a test of the devices. Um, maybe after this, uh, not not today. Maybe tomorrow or something. If those of you who are free, we can do a, a trial. Yeah, test out the setup because. Um, Seems like the the resource requirement is quite high. <laughs> okay, any questions that you all have? You all can ask your questions now. Singip asks a question. Why is it in Chinese there's a difference between Gong De and Fu Bao? Uh, well, actually, in other traditions or in, in the Pali language, I believe there is also a difference. Yeah. Uh, but from what I know, it's, it's just that when we when we do dedication, we usually dedicate uh, merits, right? So, why is there a difference? Uh? Uh, from what I know, the when we say fu pao right usually it refers to um, 
the worldly wholesome uh, marriage that results in let's say um, the rebirth cycle yeah and whereas when we say Gongde is usually more linked towards the Chu Shi Tian Fa but I <laughs> uh, when we do translation we found that sometimes different lineages they vary when they use these terms uh. yeah but not in other languages <laughs> uh. well there are many terms there are some terms that uh, in English uh, they, they, they only use one term then in Chinese they use other terms if we if we will dedicate merits to someone would that person receive 100% of the merits uh, <laughs> so Long John asked this question uh. Uh, so if we look at what we have discussed what we have shared earlier uh, we are not simply transferring wholesale like if, imagine this tissue is your merit okay it's not like you just give this tissue paper to that person it's not just you just cultivate get them get them married and then just now nah, give you nah, take uh, not exactly like that so in the i think Di Zhang Jing, it says that uh wang zhe san fen yang zhe qi fen so yeah, so even in the sutra, it doesn't say that the the deceased, those who have passed away, will receive 100%. Uh, we must know that the first thing when we do cultivation and we do dedication, the first person we change is actually ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it has to do with that. Mm. Yeah, so but I want to go back to uh, Singip's question about the difference. Uh, why is there a difference in Chinese? Uh, because, well, <laughs> Chinese have a lot of... The way Chinese translate, when we did... Uh, when we were going through the translations, we found that um, there, are two, there, there are a lot of different angles. Uh, Huh? What is that? In some cases, different different terms were translated using the same term in Chinese. In some cases, the same term translated slightly differently in different suttas in 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 different translations. Yeah, so it has to do with the way they approach the translation itself. Uh, uh, what is this? Nikki Chang Smith. Wei Xiang Yuan Qing Zai Zhu. 
，愿你此送此所送《地藏经》第几部，等等等。Why this particular can only be used for 回向冤亲债主？呃、uh, ，Nikki Chang， what you have pasted? I don't know. I don't know the source. Uh, you may have to ask the person who come up with this. Uh, but I, I don't think this verse is particular for Yuanqing Zai Zhu. You understand? Yeah. So I don't think this is uh, specific to Yuanqing Zai Zhu. Hmm. Uh. Okay, slowly, ah, slowly. Now, now, suddenly, warm up already. Then everybody start, uh, throwing in all the questions. Ah, let me just open up so that I can see all the questions. I can't seem to see all questions for some reason. How come? Ah, I only see the latest questions. Some of the questions are being scrolled off. I'm trying to. I'm going to try and answer them uh, in order. So. Nikki Chang's question on the verse, uh, and when I reply to your question, I need you all to respond so I know that we are done with it. Then I will move on. If you don't reply, I'll just move on as well. So if you need more clarification, you need to write in the comments. Uh. So as far as I'm concerned, this verse number one, uh, I I don't think this is directly from the sutra. Yeah. I don't think Ti Zhang Xing directly have this this Hui Xiang Wen. So if you, uh, the first question is, um, you need to find out whether the 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 group or the person who compiled this uh, dedication verse, whether they highlight specifically that this is only for Hui Xiang Yuan Qing Zai Zhu. Which I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, most of the Hui Xiang Wen can be uh, directed to whether it's Yuan Qing Zai Zhu or can be to a person or all sentient beings and so on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So your question, why this particular? I pre presume you are referring this particular dedication can only be used for Hui Xiang Yuan Qing Zai Zhu. I don't think so. Yeah. But because I didn't write it, so and I don't think this is from the sutra, so you may need to verify with the person or the group that wrote this. Yeah, because the opening verse "Hui Xiang Yuan Qing Zai Zhu," you can just replace with "Hui Xiang Yi Qie Zhong Shen" or "Hui Xiang Fu Mu Qing" and so on. Yeah. Why is the difference from the below that we don't have to? Zhu, Shi Hui Xiang Wen is specially designed for Hui Xiang. Hui Xiang, 
the the following verse right at the end is the standard verse that we use when we uh, administer refuge. So that is more the San Kuei Yi itself. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether that answers your question. Uh. Okay, Alison asks, is Chao Du a form of sharing merits? Uh, so, Chao Du, strictly speaking, is, um, is supposed to be that uh, for beings who, who are able to connect with the Dharma uh, and in so doing, uh, have spontaneous rebirth in other realms. So usually this works for... Uh, from from what the sutras seem to seem, uh, what the sutras seem to say, uh, more for those who are in the hungry ghost realms, yeah. Uh, hell realm is possible, yeah. it says that you know, Tizang uh, Pusa would go and try to help the the hell beings, uh, but not so easy. Mm. Uh, in Buddhism, we don't have this notion that. The enlightened beings such as the Buddha, the Bodhisattvas, the Arahant, we don't have the notion that these enlightened beings have the absolute power to make things happen. We don't have this notion. Uh, some people think that Buddhism have, but I, I, I haven't seen any sutra that says that. Yeah. Uh, because if that is possible, then the Buddha can just just place one manifestation in hell and spontaneously just liberate beings from hell perpetually uh. then no need to cultivate also uh. <laughs> isn't that right? yeah so we don't see such evidence of Cao Du not that anyone is saying that but sometimes people have this wrong idea so um, the in the sutra when we say Cao Du it is that when uh, usually when we say the Cao Tu Fa Hui there is dif different parts of it and usually there is the opening verse which is invitation of the triple gem homage to the triple gem and then after that uh, repentance yeah, and in the repentance sometimes there's listing of all the different uh, evil and wholesome deeds um, that, uh, that is possible doesn't mean that we all have done it in this life uh, but we can we may potentially have done it in the past and beings in hell must have done something not so not so not so good so by listing that out it is not to guilt trip anyone uh, but is to highlight this is the cause of such rebirth um, and the first step to disconnecting from that karma is to Recognize that it's wrong. Yeah. In Buddhism, repentance is not simply Buddha forgiving us and then write off. Uh, but it's the person who did it, we ourselves must recognize that it's wrong. Um, this is the first step. And this plants uh, a new seed yeah, um, that, that goes against that earlier karma. Such that when it's ripening or when it has ripened, you don't connect with it anymore. Yeah, so 
but the trouble is our habitual tendency is oftentimes very strong now we may th- we may think oh but you know how, how do we know that well we just look at ourselves in this life sometimes i mean we are, we are not we are having human rebirth you know <laughs> yeah but sometimes when our our impulse our mindset is so strong no matter what other people tell us we we cannot we cannot accept you know yeah and in our emotions or our our view we are stuck in it until maybe at some point when we have a realization and then we disconnect from that mindset and then we like almost instantly we're like my goodness what am I doing <laughs> ah so in a way how to works like that so but not so easy yeah uh, I recall uh, a Dhamma brother ever shared with us that in the sutra that when Tizang Pusa or any of the Bodhisattvas uh, try to help sentient beings in hell or in other realms they don't they don't appear there and then just pull them out no they appear as a hell being also and they willingly take on the suffering of those hell beings the hell beings get punished they, they go and receive the blow yeah and after don't know how many times then finally that hell being like like you know get in a way get touched and connect with that wholesome wholesomeness yeah maybe you have a thought of gratitude have a thought of compassion also yeah feel that compassion so can have compassion yeah and when it connects strong enough ah spontaneous rebirth in other place but in the sutta it also says that <laughs> right after that Bodhisattva turned around ah, the, 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 big, the hell being is back they say what, what are you doing here I thought I just you know I just help you you, you just get reborn elsewhere they say, oh I after being reborn uh, my habitual tendency is too strong so I do stupid things and come back again so not so easy so when we say Cao Tu is, is Cao Tu a form of sharing merits uh, in a way yes uh. yeah so part of the process is as we as we do all this and then there's usually a Hui Xiang also so we are hoping that uh, we, are, we are dedicating this whatever practices we do to benefit these beings yeah but it still requires these beings to connect with the wholesome Dharma if they don't connect nobody have the ability to simply pluck people pluck sentient beings out of hell or in from hungry ghost realms if there's anyone who can do that Buddha should be able to do that but he didn't do that nothing about it he didn't just magically pluck people out of the suffering uh. he can only inspire people to change their mindset guide people through the teachings Uh, this is getting quite far so Yen Gong uh, is found in the Mahana tradition both in the mainly in the Mi Jiao yeah? so um, from what I know 
the this this yen kong uh, to some extent has basis in some of the teachings where it talk about how beings in certain realms they they uh, they consume the smell so so then when they do the offering they are burning the things to offer the the scent yeah uh, so yen kong itself strictly speaking it's not simply sharing merits but um, if we do it with the right mindset with a wholesome mindset then it's a wholesome practice then we can do dedication yeah i would go further to say even when you hold the leaf yeah you can do dedication <laughs> you know even when you go to work don't go to work just to get paid if you go to work just to get paid then you are a worker yeah and all you get is your pay yeah, if you go to work with the mindset how can i serve my fellow colleagues today how can i serve my customer as fellow sentient beings how can i relieve them of their stress not just people in tech support <laughs> yeah but you think about it all kinds of work is basically transforming problems yeah either you can um, solve the problem of your customers directly or you transform it to something else so for example when you go to when you take grab uh, you need to travel from point A to point B so you have this so-called problem and then uh, the, the, the service provider the, the driver the grab driver transform your problem into a solution yeah he solved your problem in other words yeah uh, but by solving the problem he has other problem he has to in a way maintain the car he has to uh, know how to drive so he need to solve those problems in order to solve your problem yeah so work is all about uh, solving people's problem but if we do that with the mindset I solve to get money then we are worker but if you do it with a mindset I solve people's problem in order to relieve them of suffering then you are Bodhisattva depending on how <laughs> your mindset and how much attachment you have yeah so if, if that it, in that case then you can also dedicate merits no? Wow. Let's see. For Jia Suo Yingguo. For Tuo Suo Yingguo. But many times, Yingguo relationships are not clear. One Ying doesn't 尤其当直到格式因果 <笑> Yeah, so this Chu Chou Fu asked this question. 
about karma. Uh, this is a, a bit off topic already. Uh. Uh, let me answer other questions on the uh, subject matter, sharing of merits. The more Hui Xiang you do, the more Fu Pao you get. <laughs> uh, short answer, yes. So, uh, I'm going to just answer in brief the last last question that pop up, Cho Chu Fu, question on uh, our if we do not know clearly how the past life and future life uh, workings of karma, then how can we convince others of karma? Uh, because it pertains to what seem to be uh, an inconstancy disparity between the causality that good deeds don't seem to get happy results bad deeds don't seem to have painful results uh, first of all it is true that without the full knowledge uh, we are not clear <laughs> that's why uh, in the past few weeks I think in some classes before uh, I have highlighted that Whenever students ask me, Sifu, is this due to karma? Is this due to Ingo? I say I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because unless you can see the workings of karma from past life to present life and even to future life, otherwise you really don't know. Uh, but when we learn karma, the purpose is not to ren. Yeah, I don't know about you, okay? Uh, whether it's Chu Cho Fu or anybody else, I don't know the purpose you have to learn about the teaching on karma. What I know is when the Buddha teach the teaching of karma, he was firstly teaching what he observed. Secondly, it was to teach us that there are, there are a few parts. Huh? Uh, Karma is part of the teaching of conditionality or what we also call causality that with A as a condition then B arise if, if you don't B you must not have A so it's also about the teaching on personal responsibility that you are responsible for your results yeah? like in the Dhammapada the verses on karma the Buddha highlight that just now I mentioned as we uh, sow, so as we reap, that the that the fruits of an evil doer follows follows a, a person or the the karma, the results, the fruits follow the doer, like the wheel follow the cow, like the shadow following a person. <clears throat> yeah, so um, with that in mind. Uh, it's better if we learn about the teaching on karma uh, to, to get us to be more aware of our actions. Now, um, yeah, <laughs> there, there are those who don't believe in karma. Yeah. Uh, 
my my job is not to convince them that it's karma. Uh, so <laughs> it's just like people ask me, so is there rebirth? I say, yeah, from what I have experienced, I believe that there's rebirth. Say, but can you prove to me? I say, I can't prove to you. I, I, and I'm not interested to prove to anyone. <laughs> in fact, there are people who don't believe in karma or don't believe in rebirth. And I'm like, okay, so how does that affect your life? To me, that's more important. Because there are people who say that they believe in rebirth, believe in karma, but they continue to live their life like everybody else, doing whatever they please, acting according to their whims and fancy, according to their desire, according to greed, hatred and delusion. Yeah, I mean, we are all you know, trying to change and improve and purify. Yeah, but is our direction correct? No. So to me, that's more important. So, um, let me see. Uh, let me sure. Let me make sure I don't miss out any questions. So, the thing about um, how to convince people, I would strongly suggest that we don't spend our time trying to convince people. Yeah. Uh, we ourselves have to be convinced first of all, yeah. Uh, but even more importantly, um, think about it this way. As far as um, causality is concerned, um, I think there's no one who can refute that. Nah, that you you do something, there are results. The the trouble is when we have limited knowledge then we don't see the full extent of the results or the cost yeah so we tend to then have a you know a viewport like windowed view of things right that tunnel vision and we don't see the full implications yeah do you think uh, Venerable Puchan asked, do you think it's necessary to believe in rebirth to have a good practice? Uh, I think it's helpful, but I think it, it still depends on the individual. As I said, there are people who, who claim to believe in rebirth, but it doesn't translate to a change in their actions. Yeah? Uh, or at least doesn't translate to a wish to change their action. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I think it is helpful. Yeah. Um, but as in many things in Buddhism, it is not so much simply a belief or non-belief. Yeah. Um, but the result of that belief or not. You know. Mm. So yes. Chowfu. Cho, is Fu your surname or Chu your surname? Chu Cho or Cho Fu? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you stopped trying to convince your friend as well. Yeah. A way to convince people of the Dharma is by practicing it ourselves. Uh, I, I, I'm not a very good example. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
uh, there are a lot of high monks out there who can be your inspiration. Yeah, I'm an unenlightened monk. Mm. So, Chu is of surname. Ah, okay. So, Chou Fu. Okay. Um, I know a lot of you have warm up and have a lot of questions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up because uh, I have overshot time. I started late because I was trying to do some setup. Uh, so please, uh, for those who just join in and uh, you miss the front part, you can rewind later uh, and watch from the start. Uh, and if you have questions, you can post it here. If you have topics that is beyond today's topic, sharing of marriage, you can write it down and then I will address it next week. Alright? So let's do dedication of merits. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao Yuan Da Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao Pu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sao Dao Amitabha Chili.